Welcome to episode two. So you're gonna die. I sent out requests uh, on like episode 1.8 or 1.1 or however they talk about that. I don't know the podcasting game. I doubt I never will ever know the podcasting game. And I really didn't even know how to use all of the features of this particular app for podcasting. But I have figured out how to do this much. So, you know, I got that going for me. Uh, and the request that I have gotten was a friend of mine, Jeremiah, wants to talk about uh, how of uh, being of service and the principle of service can help um, not just in daily life, but also somebody in my condition, too, and with cancer. And I can tell you uh, the way I was raised in the beginning of my life, I <clears throat> had no concept of actually helping my fellow man. And uh, I don't think... Uh, that that would have ever been brought to the table actually by the way that I was raised only because uh, that person uh, was pretty much incapable of helping others if it didn't have anything for in for him you know but uh, it's not surprising that I found later on in my life that uh, others based lives are always best way to live I guess that would be my opinion but I think I've got facts to back it up uh, you know, all of the world's religions, all of them, actually, if you, are, I guess, are truly practicing a religious idea, are uh, others-based, you know, and even my friends who are atheists, who are good human beings, um, you know, it's because um, they find out it's best to be a, just a caring human being, you know, to live by good principles in that, and and I think that even, although they're atheists, so they wouldn't agree with the spirit of a human being, but I think it just is a natural thing for us. You know, you look at nature in its own right, and everything in nature is all about, uh, it's not every man for himself even, it's uh, all about balance, you know, and so we're kind of all in this together. And, I, and it took me a long time in my life to believe, personal only to me, not everybody believes that, nor should they, but uh, personal only to me, I believe that, you know, we are all in this thing together. And, uh, you know, when I... Uh, am lost in myself and I have the ability to be very self-centered individual I mean left amount devices I revert back to self and uh, and it's an unpleasant way to live uh, for myself too um, for those of you who do not understand uh, do not know me in that regard uh, you know I'm also a recovering alcoholic uh, so one of the main features of alcoholism, besides drinking like a pig and being just a general fuck up, uh, of which I was great at, you know, it wasn't through lack of trying, that's for certain, um, is uh, self-centeredness in the extreme. And uh, because it's hard for uh, someone to be in a complete self-destructive mode and uh, think of others, you know, and it's not because it's not that when my actions when I was in full blown drunken junkie that uh, I knew that my actions weren't hurting people around me and hurting the people who cared for me. Um, it was that uh, I was incapable of actually seeing the truth for what it was, you know. Um, it's unfortunate that. Uh, one of the features of an alcoholic when they're lost in their addiction, whatever that addiction may be, is that the utter inability to see the truth of their own situation. And, uh, you know, and, th and that illness just takes you out of uh, 
an others-based life. It uh, leads to a life of isolation. And uh, my father definitely had it. And, um, you know, and so I was raised in that environment, which is no excuse for the poor behavior I exhibited when I became an adult. It just wasn't helpful to uh, take those ideas of being of service and have it be a natural thing for me. Now, luckily for me, and only for me, uh, I was able to stop. Um, and that wasn't because I decided one day, you know what, this should stop. Uh, instead, uh, for those, again, who don't know me in that part of my life, um, in a very general way, I'll tell you, I guess, uh, <clears throat> I ended up finally getting sober through a failed suicide attempt, which was on July 5th of 1995. And that was a couple of weeks before my 25th birthday. So uh, what I found out for myself, and only again for myself, because uh, mental health is a very difficult situation for everyone involved. Um, you know, for myself, I found that suicide was a completely selfish act, no courage involved whatsoever. And um, I, I hear a lot of people at times who have talked about where I didn't have the courage to take my life. And I found I can tell you, for in my case, it involved zero courage at all. Yeah, I finally had gotten sick enough in my self-centeredness that I had deluded myself with the delusion that uh, me not being here was actually going to be better for my loved ones and in the world in general and mostly what it was is because I couldn't handle the pain anymore of uh, just being an uh, active uh, drunken junkie it's just I just couldn't do it you know hats off to those who did I mean, my father did it until he was a very old man um, man not me I I, I didn't want to be 25 and terrified I might live to be 30 or 35 and wanted nothing to do with it so because of that though <clears throat> and the treatment that they put me in which I desperately needed and thank god there are those places in this world although unfortunately uh, the institution they put me in and the treatment center that was within that institution is actually no longer with us it uh, lost funding this year um, and However anybody feels about that kind of stuff, if it wasn't for uh, that place at that particular time, uh, you wouldn't be having this podcast. I would be dead long before cancer would ever have a chance to kill me. So I'm so grateful that there are places that they put uh, people like me to be safe and uh, get an opportunity to uh, see the world for what it really is and have a to make my decision really you know do i want to continue down that road that i was going down which um, unfortunately a lot of people do it's a killer uh, or was i going to uh, take this opportunity and and not and, and the only reason why i took the opportunity wasn't again to be a better person because i can't stress this enough for myself i i, I didn't get sober and uh, live by good principles because I wanted to be a better human being at that time again just because of the way that I had lived my life up to that point and the way that I viewed life I mean I will give myself a little bit of a break being the fact that I was raised by this insane person who was incredibly violent and then I also watched a lot of children die of illnesses 
uh, like my own, uh, who hadn't hurt anybody, you know. And so I, my view of what life was was, well, you know, life was shit, you know. And uh, you know, I wasn't going to be shocked now that if I was going to do this not drinking and using thing, that life was still going to be shit. I had no uh, muscle in my body that had known any hope. So I, I didn't know any of that stuff. So when I walked into where I got sober, and uh, it's an anonymous program, so you could probably figure out which one that is. Um, and, uh, <clears throat> and tried their way of life, I wasn't doing it because I thought that uh, I needed to be a better person. I was doing it because I knew, uh, because of that institution that they put me in and the treatment that they gave me while I was there, that I left to my own devices, I would go back to drinking and using. And again, um, like I've already stated, I like to drink like a pig and slam drugs in my veins. And so obviously it's so, you know, five years after I got sober, I lost my uh, left lung. So, <laughs> so I do enjoy uh, getting rid of extra organs, I guess. Those of you that went to high school with me remember when I uh, lost my spleen. So anyway, um, those were the first times in my life that I was confronted with an others-based way of thinking and an others-ways based of living this world in. I'm grateful that the way that it was brought to me uh, at the age of 25 wasn't to be a better person. It was basically, let's not die from alcoholism. And, and, I, and I like to say a lot since then, because it's true that I was tricked into a better way of life and found out that an other-spaced life is an amazing way to live. And it's changed my life. It, invo- it, it allowed me to... Uh, be honest with my innermost self for the first time in my life. It it allowed me to actually think about uh, what the term God means. Personal only to me again. Trust me, I have no agenda with this podcast to change anybody's viewpoint in the way that they uh, view themselves in the world. It's uh, Well, I guess that's not true. Let me rephrase that. I have no agenda to to tell you that the way that I view it is the only way that it should be viewed. That's why I want to hear from people. I want to hear how they view things, too, because, man, we have lost the art of listening to one another. uh, It's very, very scary to me and um, and makes it uh, makes this thing kind of sad, though, the world moving forward. um, For when I think of my nieces and nephews, I hope we can really uh, shift the paradigm um, around us and start uh, listening to one another. And again, we don't have to agree. I, 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 I could really care less about um, the ways people's viewpoints are on service on it because I know what mine is. And, and, uh, and I know that <clears throat> I was no saint uh, and left my devices. I will not be a saint, that's for certain. Um, but I do enjoy living uh, with an others-based idea of service and and the importance of it. In the very beginning, it was really hard, though. It was a <clears throat> it was like quantum physics. It was very difficult to really understand. And 
And so for myself, uh, I started that process because I was told to do it by people who had already done it, who said that I could do it, and they showed me how to do it in very, very simple manner. And to find out that that was the way to do this thing, and it really changed my life and continues to change my life, as a matter of fact. And to find out that I could be helpful, and, and again, in my particular case, and everybody's got their own what's going on with me I think it happens with anybody who has had any sort of uh, issue in their life and I don't care what it is you know you're going to be able to speak the language of that issue and uh, in my particular case it was just happens to be that uh, I've been of service to uh, just alcoholics and uh, ones that have gotten sober and ones who didn't get sober but they all changed my life as a direct result of that where I was able to see that God had my back personally to me I found a God of love personally to me again uh, and wants us all to be a success and um, and it tricked me into a better way of life to where I definitely uh, was able to start listening to other human beings and put myself in their shoes and, and not think of me and, and uh, to be of service also finally to where it wasn't just to save my own ass it was because I wanted to do that, and um, I want to see how the miracle happens in other people's lives too, and uh, to where I can all continue to see the miracle happen in my own life. And and for the, about the next twenty years, uh, that was it. You know, I had to learn of being of service and uh, helping my fellow man or women, and. And, it, and it's a very freeing kind of event, you know, all the trauma of uh, the way I was personally raised uh, was taken care of to the, most, to the most part, you know. The last three or four years of my life, though, I have found that because of the physical limitations of cancer, finally caught up with me to where I can't go be of service the way that I wanted to. I was able to <clears throat> go and uh, meet people in prisons and in hospitals and in institutions and uh, places that I have been and um, and learn from them. You know, the great thing about being of service to me, how it's changed my life, it isn't because somebody else's life changed. It's because they actually changed my life. Uh, and it's just a, a, an amazing event. And, and I know I'm being very generic in the way that I'm, uh, talking about it because I think anybody that I've met also in this world that have been devout with whatever religion that they believe in uh, have been practicing the same principles that they're easily recognizable in that you know and and it's always been it doesn't even matter the religion either it's just a, a crazy thing that I didn't even know was happening the whole time you know because it's my spirit that needs to be uh, healed. And, and for myself, this is just for me again, I firmly believe that alcoholism is a daily event that happens to everybody. You know, I haven't had a drink or a drug for 23 years, but man, <clears throat> doesn't matter though. You know, if I uh, don't continue to be of service, uh, I slip back into self-centered thinking. And the way that it attacks me 
especially uh, here recently, um, is that it tells me that uh, I haven't done anything with my life. You know, uh, a lot of kids died early with the illness that I have, and I've been given, you know, I'm 48 years old and counting, and uh, and it starts telling me that with that extra time, I have done nothing in this world. And because another thing that happens with self-centered thinking is with me again, is that uh, I get this ego feeding proposition, like I was supposed to, like I don't know, do something huge. And the fact is we've all done something huge uh, with life being a gift that it is. And the fact that I didn't die from the illness uh, so far is a pretty big deal. The fact that uh, I didn't die from the self-destruction, destructive behaviors that I have is a pretty big deal. And and the people that I've met in the last 23 years uh, and seen the victories in their lives too and the ones that have helped me is a pretty big deal. And I'll take that any day of the week, but when I'm not being of service, though, I I don't remember any of that. I have the inability to do that. I just don't have enough character to remember that, and I never have, and I never will. But in the last three years, I found that I've had to be more of service by letting people be of service for me. And let me tell you something: that is hard. Oh man, that is difficult. I shared, I believe, in uh, episode one, I'm living in a studio apartment and I'm having a very difficult time because of physical limitations, getting out the front door. And I learned to be of service by uh, basically uh, getting out the front door and going to help. And now uh, I still need that, that environment. I still need that action to happen for me to have spiritual connection with this world um, so that I can have those ideas of that uh, I've done nothing with my life to be really translated properly as just a self-centered idea that it's not true and uh, so I've had to welcome people into my door uh, to come and uh, be of service for me and man it is a struggle. It is not something natural. I personally hate it. I, I'm probably not alone in that. I'm pretty certain a lot of other people uh, don't like to ask for help. But uh, if it wasn't for a ton of people asking for help to allow me to be of service, uh, I never would have learned. So now that I'm in that situation to where I have to do the same, uh, you know, I'm starting to learn what it's like to be of service by letting, by asking for help, you know, and I still uh, struggle with it when it comes to the medical side of my life. Uh, oh, the way that my father uh, handled my medical situation was to not handle it at all, and um, and he was a sick man, <clears throat> and so really the way that. Uh, my family has handled my medical situation was to leave it up to me, which um, I was more than happy to do at the time, even though I was destructive as that as that was. But now uh, it's not doing me any any favors, and and it's not like since then that my family hasn't like tried to. It's just like it's in it's in, inherited in me to uh, 
take on this burden all by myself. And uh, I have had uh, nothing but... I have not had in 23 years anybody tell me um, when it comes to my medical situation, uh, what can I not do to help? <laughs> you know, I've had some people try to help and then see the seriousness of it all and just not be able to handle that. And I get that because it's very rough. It's a, um, you know, successful combating of cancer is a ugly business. Um, unsuccessful battling of cancer is a little uglier. So I'm at the stage where <clears throat> uh, I definitely need the help of other human beings and when it comes to combating other issues of my life such as my alcoholism I don't hesitate to uh, ask for help still hate it but I don't hesitate but when it comes to being of service and asking for help when it comes to cancer it's I have not found that muscle um, maybe that's the final lesson that I'm supposed to learn as a human being so, <clears throat> this episode has been all about me. Well, it's probably all going to be that way to some degree or another. Um, when I go and I talk to some of the representatives of the world's religions in the community in which I live right now, because I want to talk about these kinds of things, though, too, you know, um, because really, at, at the end of the day, uh, that's probably the easiest way for anybody to get involved in their community. But there's so much more to be done in this world. Uh, I'm grateful. Probably a lot of people would consider me to be very liberal in my political thought, which I won't get into any really detail about that to the best of my ability. But I do think that uh, we're not just these singular vessels that are living next to each other um, you know some of us have it have have it a little easier than others that's for certain um, and but we all uh, rise above that when we reach out and just at, you know and just accept that cry for help uh, and just be there you know I can't remember the life-changing moments in my own personal life where a passage changed anything or what was read to me changed anything it was what was done for me when somebody uh, just reached out their hand and uh, and let me know it was okay and was there just there you know that actual action of compassion um, man I was very angry for the longest time in my life as a human being just mostly because I had a lot of uh, fear I was raised with it and I had no idea that faith can beat fear and I had no I had no faith and I hated that anger because that anger reminded me 
of my father and in his anger and um, and I didn't want to live that way anymore and I just could never uh, find the peace you know I guess you can't give what you don't have kind of deal but I found uh, once I found faith in my life and for me it has does not come in the form of any organized religion and that's just for me uh, I just found a God that loves me and loves me for who I am and I believe loves everybody for who they are uh, I became less and less angry but I still have it and I want nothing to do with it you know and, uh, so I'm grateful today for the people who put up with me in uh, my feeble attempts of, to ask for help and, uh, and don't hesitate, you know, and don't admonish me for my feeble attempts. They see me for what I am, just another human being. I have no idea if this has answered the request by Jeremiah because <laughs> I just started talking and I've tried to use uh, very general terms for my friends that are listening to this who uh, don't know me from that anonymous program uh, because uh, that's where I learned to be of service and if you haven't learned that gift I hope you don't have to reach rock bottom levels that I did, you know, nearly have to die to realize that I was a human being amongst human beings and that together there's this magic that can only happen together. Um, and I hope you go and wherever you're listening to this in your own community and, uh, search out your fellow human beings and see what we can do to help uh, that action move a muscle change a thought and it's not lifting weights it's uh taking what i think of my valuable time and uh, finding out that the most valuable part of my time on this planet has been when uh I can think about others and not of myself and help meet their needs. So on that lovely note, let's see how I can, uh, if I can, I'm trying to put music in this thing, but man, I'm an idiot when it comes to really technology. I can like do the basic crap. Um, so we'll see if, we'll see if I can do that. Uh, I'm hoping this week to get out and uh, interview some people. Hopefully, I can interview some friends, too. Again, I have no idea what my schedule is going to be like and posting these things because I just can't do that in the way that life is for me. It's going to have to come when I can. So, uh, always will take any requests, though, you know, on any of the formats that uh, you're listening to this thing. I'm actually on a, this, this particular app is launching this podcast out on many different formats so you don't have to listen to it on this anchor uh 
uh, format. Um, I don't know, I'm on like eight of them now, something like that. And uh, there's still like a couple more that have to review it and, and okay me to be on those formats too. Um, but whatever the format that you're uh, listening to me on, I'm sure there's a comment section. And if you have a request or a complaint, I'll take all the complaints too. Um, or any other ideas, uh, feel free to uh, write those down. And I'll hopefully get it and do it too, just like Jeremiah did. He actually texted me. So he has my he actually has my number. But still, I'm grateful for that too. Because today, like I said, I'm uh <clears throat> my uh my lungs hurt me a little bit. Um and uh been slow moving day today. So that's the whole reason why I'm doing this, though, too, because it'll allow me to have an opportunity to get out of myself, too. And at some point, I wish that at least uh, we're coming up on a half hour here in this podcast, that it was uh, some relief to somebody and to be of service. Till next time. Thanks.